If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I am Pius Kujubaka. We can now take a look at our stories now. And Strategic Mobilization Ghana Limited, SML, the company accused of receiving a controversial 10-year contract from the Ministry of Finance has filed a lawsuit against the fourth estate, the media that released the $3 billion, uh, billion cities-like documentary. Now, according to the suit filed on Thursday, February 15, SML claims that the publication has caused irreparable damage to its reputation in the public domain. And as a result, SML asserts that these damages have had a detrimental impact on its operations and is seeking appropriate action to remedy the situation. SML is now pursuing a total of 10 million cities in damages. Now, the statement of claim itemizes the amount as 1 million for defamation and 9 million for exemplary damages due to reckless and malicious reporting. It quotes, plaintiff says that the onslaught of backlash from the public, which has arisen from the defendant's false uh, reportage, has adversely impacted plaintiff's operations, end of quote, and we'll bring you more as the story unfolds. And to some other stories, a Deputy General Secretary of the governing New Patriotic Party, Haruna Mahama, has urged ministers and deputy ministers serving in President Ekufado's administration who feel um, fatigued and unable to contribute effectively to step aside. Mr. Mohammed emphasized that this move would create opportunities for individuals with fresh perspectives and energy to join the government, thereby enhancing both governmental performance and party's prospects in the upcoming December elections. Speaking on Joy News' news file, Mohammed underscored the importance of prioritizing the interests of the party and government over personal interests. We share in the views of the people of Ghana, we share in the view of the media, we share in the views of the civil society. And that is why the General Secretary of our party, I thought, this indicated that when we were having our Thanksgiving service, that the President President should take uh, some time for rethink about the people that work in his government, really get more energy that will help to propel the good fortunes of the party as well as government. And at this juncture, we are happy that the speculator has listened to the call of the new Patriotic Party General Secretary. 
However, some say we are also still calling on those who think that they are very tired and cannot contribute much to the fortunes of the party and government can also voluntarily resign so that people that will be able to access uh, will be appointed to those particular positions. I don't think that nine months, eight months, or which months uh, cannot make uh, positive decisions. Um, in football, we, change, we do changes even three minutes to time, five minutes to time, and such persons come in and change the dynamism of politics. And we welcome the news by Senator the President of the Republic of Ghana. Now, residents of Swatwom in the Greater Accra region are excited at the recent painting of a zebra crossing in the area. This, they say, will help reduce the rate of accidents, especially involving children on the stretch. More in this report. On the main road at Sotuam, a suburb in Accra, there are no traffic signals or traffic lights to help pedestrians cross the road. This, according to residents, has led to several accidents, especially involving children, because there are schools around and having to cross the road is a daily routine that pupils undertake. In a bid to curb the rate at which these accidents occur, the Norwegian embassy painted a zebra crossing at Polo Junction. The residents say the zebra crossing since its painting has ensured civility between drivers and pedestrians in the vicinity. For me, I think um, when the students close from school, crossing the road is a main problem. So I think that's the reason why they did it. You know, when they are crossing, instead of the cars to stop, they won't stop. So someone have to stop the car before, I mean, you know how the torture drivers, they behave here. Yeah. I think now that the zebra crossing is there, it's going to help the community because at least when they stand there, the cars will know maybe they want to cross or something, so they will stop for them. The painting of the zebra crossing has really helped. This is because before the painting, crossing the road was difficult, especially for the pupils. Sometimes it took an adult to help them cross because of how dangerous it was. Although we have a zebra crossing now, it's important that the drivers acknowledge it and stop anytime they see a pedestrian. The zebra crossing has been helpful, and God bless those who painted it. I live here with my grandmom because there's no traffic lights here, so most cars do stop there for the pedestrian to cross. And then it's really helpful as compared to those vicinities without the zebra crossing. Actually, so far when I came here, I haven't heard of any accidents occurring on the streets. Yeah, because of the zebra crossing. A zebra crossing or a marked crosswalk is a pedestrian crossing marked with white stripes. Stopping vehicles to allow pedestrians to cross at the zebra crossings is a standard road safety practice which creates a safer environment for road users. Kofi, a driver who operates in Sotwom and its environs, urged drivers to allow pedestrians anytime they stand at the zebra crossing. zebra crossing I will urge my fellow drivers to be patient and allow pedestrians to cross at the zebra crossing because causing an accident by knocking someone at the zebra crossing will be the fault of the driver. Lives are precious, hence drivers should not prioritize their quest for passengers over the lives of pedestrians. 
no dia kobo obi no wase ne life nti yen drivers for no eya futu ne ye ye dey my yenuano the norwegian embassy painted the zebra crossing to support a blogger kobi chase respect zebra crossing initiative for join news emma davis now the northeast regional minister yadina zakaria has disclosed that the inspector general of police had agreed to deploy more personnel as part of measures to combat increasing robbery attacks in waliwali and other parts of the west mamprusi municipality according to the minister the new arrangement is in response to a request made by the regional security council following the latest attack on monday in waliwali where one person was killed and about eight others suffered gunshot injuries the minister assured the perpetrators were being pursued and will be soon arrested to face justice. Mr. Yadina Zakaria was speaking at the Tamale Teaching Hospital after paying a visit to some of the victims of the attack. Correspondent Ilaya Sutanko has more. The attack was said to have occurred at about 6.40 p.m. and was carried out by three armed men who arrived on a single motorbike. According to eyewitnesses, the gunmen first opened fire sporadically at the lorry station before turning their guns on a mobile money operator who was seated nearby. After snatching an undisclosed amount of money from the mobile money operator, the robbers fatally shot and stabbed him as he was fleeing from them. Eight persons, including a six-year-old child, were also injured by street bullets from the indiscriminate shootings by the robbers. The victims were first rushed to the Waliwali government hospital but were later transferred to the Tamale Teaching Hospital. As part of his activities, the regional minister Yidana Zakari today paid a visit to the victims of the tragic incident. This is Inusa Mimunatu. She sells Kalpi at the bar station and was hit by street bullets during the attack. The open fire on the mobile panel operator, but unfortunately, some of the street bullet came on our way and hit my child and I. The minister also visited another victim, Idrisu Yakubu Baba, who suffered a broken leg and arm after he was caught in the line of fire as he was returning home from an errand. My brother was returning home from an errand when he ran into the robbers. They shot him and he fell from a motorbike, broken his leg and arm. The leader of the medical staff in charge of the victim speaking to Joy News confirmed the death of a mobile money operator but said the remaining others were responding to treatment. And unfortunately, he passed on shortly after the after surgery. So the other three, um, two are doing very well. Uh, they, they, they all have surgery. So three are doing very well. One is currently in critical condition but he's, he's uh, responding to treatment. The regional minister also offered financial support to the victims and assured them that the police were working hard to arrest and punish the attackers. If it is armed robbery, they have gone way beyond what we know to be armed robbery. It was just an affront, an attack on the people of the Northeast region. I don't think that is the way to go about things. You shoot everybody inside in the name of armed robbery. It's an attack on the people. The minister also urged the residents to cooperate and collaborate with the security services to bring the attackers to justice. I can give every assurance that the police have started investigations, but they cannot get to the bottom of the matter. If we, the people, are not ready to volunteer information, we can only fish out criminals. 
if the people who are with them are ready to give information that will lead to their arrest. Mr. Yidana further revealed that the IGP has sanctioned the deployment of more police personnel to help combat the robbery crisis in the Walewale area. And the immediate response from the dynamic IGP, Dr. Dampare, is that they will send some more policemen to beef up security in that area. Then number two, Regional Security Council will hold an emergency meeting. And this time around, it will not just be limited to only members of RESEC. We will involve the, the, the Municipal Security Committee. We will involve other opinion leaders just to try to um, get them to also support us in our work. From Walewale, Elias Sutanko reporting for Joy News. Meanwhile, the police in Waliwali have confirmed the arrest of two persons in connection with the robbery that led to the death of a mobile money vendor and the injuries of several others, including a six-year-old child. Now, the divisional police commander tells Joy News more suspects are being pursued and corresponding to Ideasu Tanko joins me with more development on this. Thanks so much, Ideasu, for your time here on Joy News Room. Um, bring us up to speed with the latest security situation in Waliwali. Well, the... Uh, two persons have been arrested in connection with the robbery incident. Uh, we understand that the IGP made a full deployment of police personnel and intelligence officers to help the police in Wale Wale. And as I speak to you, uh, the police said they are uh, pursuing more uh, robbers or more of the suspects that are involved in this particular. What we learn is that there was a CCTV camera uh, installed where this particular incident happened and uh, it is through the CCTV camera that uh, these suspects were arrested. This morning the police commander confirmed to me that one person was arrested uh, but after the investigation they realized that it was a mistaken identity so that person had been released. But he said more people are uh, involved uh, in this particular robbery and they are pursuing them. Uh, this morning, a while ago, I'm just uh, coming from the Funa ground of the uh, Momo vendor that was killed in this particular incident. And the whole re uh, the, the residents in Waliwale in particular are calling for improved security uh, in the municipality. Mm. What has the family been saying in all of these? Well, uh, there has been an outpouring of grief at the family house, as to speak. Uh, I, I met the mother of this particular mobile money vendor, and uh, she was just uncontrollable. Uh, the residents or the family members are also making similar appeals, uh, calling on authorities uh, to help uh, protect lives and properties in the Walewale area. And Elias, what more do we know about the condition of the injured, especially those in the hospitals? Well, we know that five of them were sent to uh, the Tamale Kitchener Hospital, three to the Balaga Hospital. Uh, indeed, on Friday, we had a confirmation yesterday that one of them had passed on. So uh, clearly, we now have two people who have confirmed dead in this particular robbery incident. But the remaining, those in Tamale and also in Balgatanga, as we understand, are responding to treatment. Some of them, although are in critical condition, as we understand. Uh, briefly, tell us the mood in Waliwali as we speak. Can you come again? 
I'm asking about the mood in Wale Wale as we speak now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of concern from the residents. Like I said, of course, it is not the first time uh, that this incident has been happening in the Wale Wale area. And uh, as we speak, uh, there are places uh, that one would not be able to travel to after 7 p.m. because of the robbery activity. And this morning, too, we are able to reach out to the municipal chief executive for the area. And he said that some measures have been put in place uh, to confront this minute. And he said they uh, have given clear indications to all mobile money vendors uh, not to operate beyond 5 p.m. in Wale Wale. And then there are also uh, uh, process or measures that have been put in place uh, to ensure that uh, they stop the movement of motorbike after 7 p.m. in Wale Wale. Also, he said there are security arrangements to conduct uh, searches in the house for, uh, in houses for uh, weapons. So these are some of the measures that the municipal, municipal security council have put in place uh, to check the increasing robbery activity in the West Bank municipality. Mm. Um, in your report, we heard the regional minister confirm to us that indeed the IGP has agreed to beef up security by way of showing up the personnel. Um, can you confirm as we speak whether indeed um, the police um, personnel have been beefed up? Yes, indeed. Uh, my confirmation from the... Uh, I had a confirmation from the municipal chief executive, but also the divisional police commander that indeed uh, some men have been uh, deployed from... Uh, a crowd to help them and my understanding is that it is through the effort, the combined effort of these uh, forces or personnel that have been uh, deployed from Accra and the local forces here that led to the uh, uh, swift arrest of these two suspects. So indeed I can confirm that these personnel uh, are, are in the Westman Prison Municipality and are helping the local police uh, to pursue these robbers. Very well. Thank you very much, Northeast Regional Correspondent Ilias Otanko, for that latest development. Let's move on to some other stories. Member of Parliament for Sinyani East in the Buno region, Kwesi Ameyao Treme, says, contrary to what his critics are saying, he has more to offer the constituency with his experience, hence his desire to run for his fifth term. He made the remarks after he filed his nomination form ahead of the delayed primaries and assured the constituents of delivering more developmental projects. Precious Two aspirants filed to contest for the delayed NPP Sunyani East parliamentary primaries. It comes after the national executives gave the go-ahead after the resolution of the internal legal issues. Incumbent NP Kusiami Achreme, aiming at his fifth term in parliament, would first have to again ward off competition from Ambassador George Kumi at the March 9, 2024 primaries. At the filing of his nomination form at the regional party office, amidst the chanting of his supporters in Sunyai, Mr. Miyachirme, who doubles as the board chairman of We Power Authority, assured the constituent of spearheading more developmental projects when giving the nod again, despite his many interventions. Our priorities over the years have been education, health, various social interventions that our government has instituted. We will enhance those interventions increase our effort in education, health, and we'll continue with the road construction, energy, uh, expansion of energy, electricity to areas that do not yet have electricity. We have also extended uh, rural telephony 
to many of our rural areas is a work in progress. These are many others we will seek to do for our constituency. He, however, told his critics that even after his fourth term as MP, he still has more to offer with the support of the constituent. Within our region, I went to Parliament with Honorable Ajman Manu. He has been re-elected. Kwaku Ajeni Mbwating Agogo has been re-elected. Honorable Ignatius Balfour Wiasunyano West has been re-elected. Why should Ami Yachreme be diselected? I will be re-elected to go back to Parliament. I am not finished. I'm so strong enough to continue as a member of Parliament for the constituency. Somebody moves around without even one person who has a voting right. So when I turn, I look back, I see people who vote. And that gives me confidence. Bono Regional Secretary of the NPP, Kofi Fosu Boatin, urged the aspirants to ensure a clean campaign. Sunyane East stands out as the only constituency in the region which we have not conducted the elections over there. It is our expectation that uh, as the processes have gone on so smoothly now, nothing in the course of the exercise will give us any cause for any concern. I believe that uh, the two aspirants, importantly their supporters, will all conduct themselves in a very civil manner. This is the party that we are seeking to bring back to power again. Precious Semevo, Joy News, Sunyai. MP for Medina, Francis Xavier Sosu, is admonishing young people to build a life for themselves and not to think of a full career in politics. According to the MP, there is nothing like career politicians. He was speaking to journalists in Parliament after delivering speeches in the United States as a visiting scholar. Politicians, career politicians, yes. And every young person must know that you can't be a career politician. Find a career, I beg you, find a career. So I'm in, I'm in politics. In fact, I'm, I'm in my, my third year. But the program I began in the University of Ghana in 2020, which is a PhD in law. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. I'm, I'm, I'm actually at the tail end. I should be graduating this year, if God permit. And I pray that my supervisors uh, will work with me so that I will be able to tender my final research proposal. But I'll be able to go through the, the courseware, go through your seminars, go through your, uh, what we call the um, uh, comprehensive examination. And after comprehensive examination, you have experiential learning. We go through all this thing until you become a candidate. So it's not an easy thing, but a lot of young people are just taking a lot of things for granted. But 
You see, life, you can't just take life for granted. Let's, we must rise up to the occasion. Uh-huh. So, I just want to challenge everyone out there that, look, yes, let's do the politics, but we must have a life beyond politics so that at the end of the day, you serve for a definite term, you move and go and live your life and you can be in your career and, and do something. You can be out there and still contribute to Ghana. You don't need to be a career politician in order to, uh, uh, um, you know, contribute to the Republic of Ghana. We want all young people to know that... Uh, Politics is not a career. I mean, they must, they must accept the fact that politics is not a career. And looking at the 21st century, and you look at where the world is going, you cannot just say your work is being a politician. You should have something beyond politics. In fact, this kind of uh, ideology is what has confused a lot of young people who are in school, and you are in school to be a student. But they've turned themselves into politicians in schools. And they come out of school, they don't get job, they become embittered against political parties. But I beg you, I was never a student political activist. I mean, I was an activist to the extent that I was I stood for SRC president and was doing some disabled projects on campus. But I was not part of any partisan group. I'm not saying that maybe being a member of TAIN or being a member of uh, whatever is wrong. It's okay if you want to identify with a political ideology. But when you are in school, your first duty is to build yourself both academically, get the experience, so by the time you come out, you are experienced to work. If you are in school and you spend all the time doing partisan politics, and you don't, some even do that, and at the end of the day, they don't even graduate, and they are blaming political parties for they know no graduating now member of parliament for Boise west kweku kwating has justified his decision to reject an appointment during president ikufado's ministerial reshuffle he's one of the two individuals said to have turned down the offer to be made ministers now in his explanation Mr. Quartin, who currently serves as chairman of Parliament's Finance Committee, says leaving Parliament to be a minister would be suboptimal and would have made it difficult for him to deliver on his mandate in Parliament. He spoke on his vow. And given the historical, in my view, historical weaknesses in the way we have managed our economy, not necessarily this administration, uh, this government has done what it can. I'm very clear in my mind about that, and therefore I should be proud to support uh, such a government, uh, especially in these difficult times. Uh, and therefore, the suggestion that somehow I I consider that this was a, a, this was a team that I do not want to be uh, uh, I do not want to play in is completely is completely wrong, and, and I, I suggest to people to disregard that. The reason. I, I decline this, this. First, they, they come in twofold. The first is that, you know, parliament plays a critical role in the work of government. It was not for nothing that in 2021, when the NPP side in parliament became depleted of all the people who had competence in finance and economy, uh, the, the president, the majority leader, and the then finance minister all spoke with me and suggested that I leave the executive to go and support the work of government in parliament. 
And over the period, I have done a lot. I'm proud of some of the things that we have been able to, able to achieve uh, because I'm in parliament. And therefore, I have no regrets for, uh, for being moved from the ministry uh, to parliament. And I considered that it is work that I must complete in parliament at least to the end of this parliament's life. Mm -hmm. And therefore, being moved to the executive at this time would be suboptimal. And that is why... Uh, it was the first reason I declined. Meanwhile, he says the NPP will face an uphill task in the 2024 general elections due to a deficit in political confidence in the current government and the party must work to face it. In my view, there's a deficit of confidence uh, within the population towards Ghanaians. Uh, I hear too many Ghanaians expressing concerns that the political class is no longer working for them and that we are out for ourselves. I am one of those who believe uh, that uh, these are matters that uh, the NPP going forward, especially formulating uh, our manifesto, must respond to frontally. The deficit in political confidence uh, in the political class but also the new challenges imposed by a hostile economic global environment mm. are all things that should call for new ways of doing things. These are, these are discussions I would be happy to participate in as MPP formulate strategies going forward. I consider that I'm in a better position to do that uh, as a, a non-ministerial member of parliament than, than, than to be a minister and to try and, and, and do this. You're still watching Joy Newsroom with me, Pius Kojo Baka. Time for a breather. We'll be right back with more. 58 can... This is still Joy Newsroom and we are going live to the Communications Minister Esla Usweku for addressing the press at the Information Ministry speaking on digital infrastructure to bridge the digital divide. Let's now take the feed. I'll also talk about another initiative that has been undertaken to improve um, connectivity, which is the ECOWAS Free Roaming Initiative. Ghana has also taken bold steps to implement this free roaming initiative which was adopted in 2016 but suffered implementation challenges. In June 2023 we entered into bilateral discussions with Cote d'Ivoire to implement this initiative and the two countries became the first ECOWAS countries to Im implement the free roaming initiative to promote greater integration among member states and decrease roaming charges within the sub-region. This simply means that Ghanaian subscribers of any network in Ghana visiting Cote d'Ivoire will receive calls without paying any international roaming charges and will be charged the Cote d'Ivoire's local rates when making calls to Ghana while in Cote d'Ivoire and vice versa. Subscribers be traveling between both countries will also be exempt from international roaming charges. Following the successful execution of this agreement between Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana has also signed an MOU with Togo to start the process of implementing the service between them by the end of the first quarter 
of this year. The NCA has also been approached by Benin and Gambia to establish a similar bilateral ECOWAS roaming service. This will facilitate trade and interactions between citizens of these countries and give meaning to regional integration. Our next target should be Nigeria. The second um, initiative I want to talk about is the innovative digital services and payments platform Ghana.gov. Let me start by debunking the myth that the erstwhile e-services platform and Ghana.gov are the same. They are not. And Ghana.gov was not just a renaming of the e-services platform. This e-services platform was deployed in 2012 under the World Bank-funded e-Ghana project as a pilot to produce an e-government portal to provide government services to citizens and businesses online. It had a services component and a payment component. The e-services platform was developed by Messier's IPMC at a total cost of about $547,000. And it was then integrated with an e-payment platform in 2014 to enable online payment for transactions. The e-payment platform was developed by Aya Technologies at a total cost of 267000 This did not include annual software licensing fees and operational expenses. The following agencies were actually onboarded and had some services deployed in 2014. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly, which was providing applications for notice of marriage and marriage registration on the platform. The Births and Births Registry, which was um, providing the application for a certified copy of entry in the Births Register. The Ghana Police Service CID Division, which was um, providing fingerprint checking and vetting through this platform. The Passport Office, was supposed to provide for passport applications and the registrar generals to provide for company registration. Seven other entities were onboarded, but they only had downloadable forms and information on the platform and were not providing any other services on it. Though it was intended to revolutionize government service delivery, it faced several challenges that made it largely non-functional. Some of these were a lack of technical support for the payment platform, which was Magento. And Magento was a mere e-commerce application deployed by Aya Technologies, which could not provide the essential technology for nationwide e-services and, and offer after-sales support as well, which was also poor. As a result, the payment component of e-services platform could not be effectively used. There was also no sustainable business model for the project, resulting in NITA's inability to generate the needed revenue to sustain the platform. NITA is a national information technology agency. Lack of revenue also made it difficult for NITA to renew the annual licenses and pay for operational support for the platform, which made system availability and reliability a challenge. There was a limited number of banks integrated onto the platform. Only Zenit Bank, Access Bank, GT Bank, 
and Ecobank were integrated. Visa card payments that were recorded as paid transactions on the platform appeared on the global payment system as unsuccessful. Registrar General Department payments did not reflect on their portal, and as a consequence, user payments did not reflect as paid. There was a frequent downtime of the e-services portal, which made the ministry's departments and agencies on it unable to perform or update their applications. The platform could also not reach a broad user base due to inadequate infrastructure or connectivity issues in significant parts of the country. It also struggled with integrating various government services, resulting in a fragmented user experience and inefficiencies in service delivery. The user interface and experience was an issue for some sections of the public, leading to difficulties for users in navigating the platform completing transactions or accessing relevant information. The platform offered only a limited range of e-services with about three e-forms. The rest were just downloadable forms and informational material, failing to meet the diverse needs of citizens and businesses, thereby limiting its overall impact and utility. A total amount of 186 million CDs and 213 million CDs were paid through the platform in 2016 and 2017, respectively. In 2018, only 26.8 million was paid through the platform. We needed to adopt a new approach to solving an old problem. And so faced with the above stated challenges and having a clear vision and focus on the digital transformation of the economy, the Ekufuado Baumia government took a totally different approach to government online service delivery by adopting a sustainable and cost-effective um, approach. We knew we had the local capacity to design and develop a robust system to address our peculiar challenges. And so we empowered three indigenous technology firms to design a totally new portal. Partnership and development of Ghana.gov. The government discontinued the Ghana e-services payment platform and entered into a partnership with a consortium of three local technology firms, Haptel, ExpressPay, and IT Consortium, to design, develop, deploy, and manage a one-stop shop online services platform with an integrated payment gateway for the government of Ghana known as Ghana.gov. The consortium financed the development, deployment, and management of the entire project. Now, this platform serves as a shared central point for all government online revenue collection, enabling citizens and businesses to discover, consume, and pay for government services online seamlessly. Revenue collection and operational model. Under this PPP arrangement, the consortium receives a percentage of collections for their investment and operational support of the platform. It is therefore in their interest to keep this platform continually operational if they want to continue being paid for it. This innovative model effectively addresses many of the challenges faced by the previous e-services platform, ensuring sustainability, reliability, and efficiency in government services delivery. Achievements of Ghana.gov. 
This platform stands as a testament to the digitalization agenda of the Nanado Baumia government in modernizing governance and facilitating seamless access to government services. Through its user-friendly interface and comprehensive array of online functionalities, there's a PowerPoint presentation that I wanted to scroll through while reading this, but I'll continue. Through its user-friendly interface and comprehensive array of online functionalities, Ghana.gov has become a cornerstone of Ghana's digital transformation journey. 1,507 institutions have been onboarded in its three years of operation as against 13 onboarded by the e-services platform in the same amount of time, with only five of those 13 being active. Significance of revenue collection on this platform. One of the most compelling indicators of the platform's success lies in its remarkable revenue collection figures. Currently, Ghana.gov has facilitated the collection of an impressive amount of 210 billion Ghana CDs. This substantial amount, not million, billion. This substantial amount underscores the platform's pivotal role in streamlining financial transactions, enhancing transparency, and bolstering the nation's fiscal integrity. This milestone symbolizes the tangible impact of digital innovation on public services delivery, economic efficiency, and citizen empowerment. By harnessing the power of technology to centralize and, optimum, and optimize revenue collection processes, Ghana.gov has not only expedited financial transactions, but also minimized bureaucratic red tape and mitigated the risk of revenue leakages, effectively addressing the issue of public sector corruption. The success of Ghana.gov also underscores the growing trust and confidence of citizens and businesses in digital government payment platforms. It reflects a paradigm shift towards digital-first governance, where convenience, accessibility, and accountability are prioritized in service delivery. This achievement serves as a compelling motivation to enhance and expand the capabilities of Ghana.gov. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. As it continues to evolve, it holds the potential to catalyze even greater socioeconomic development, empower citizens, and solidify Ghana's position as a trailblazer in the digital revolution sweeping the African continent. Beyond the revenue that it has generated, it's also achieved remarkable successes. So, the total revenue receipts on this platform as at January 2024, in fact, in January 2024 alone, it generated 
8,557,000. Is it 8 million or 8 billion? 8 billion. 557 million. 569,200 CDs, one peso. January 2024 alone. The total receipts to date as of January 2024, and there's a table which indicates what was earned in each year. But I think going through it would also take a lot of time. So I'll deal with the totals. Total receipts as of January 2024 are 210,307,000,000. 873,817 CDs, 32 pesos. The average number of transactions <coughs> on the network since inception, total 29,000,793 29, uh, 29, and 88. I'm a lawyer. So bear with me. The total number of transactions on the platform are 33,636,322. Total receipts are 33,636,322. The total number of agencies onboarded, and we have ministries, department, and, and, and departments and agencies. Metropolitan, municipal, and district assemblies, state-owned enterprises, health and educational institutions. They've all been categorized, but the total number is 1,507 as at January this year. The total number of agencies which are live with no payments amounts to 22. The total number of agencies that are Processing life payments are 136. So we're, we've earned 210 billion plus from only 136 agencies which are processing life payments on this platform. So if even the 500 start processing life payments on the platform, you can just imagine the exponential growth that. Um, those agencies will earn in their internally generated funds and the revenue that will accrue to government from it. So in addition to enhanced revenue generation, it also provides access to real-time data on the actual use of government services at the click of a button. The Ghana Revenue Authority and the Ministry of Finance can instantly get whatever information they require in terms of daily usage and revenue generated. All this revenue is also sent directly to the consolidated fund from the platform. All banks, including rural banks and community banks, are connected to the system. All electronic modes of payment and mobile money operators are also connected to it. And payments made are automatically transferred to the consolidated fund account at the end of each day. With a seamless connection between the GRE, Controller and Accountants General, and the Bank of Ghana, each entity can query any delay or challenge on the platform's operations at any time, enhancing its efficiency. 
It has facilitated predictability, enhanced transparency, reduced corruption, and provided data for planning purposes as well. GRA can now effectively predict its annual revenue and make accurate projections about how it's meeting its targets every year. So, really, there is no comparison between the NDC's e-services portal and Ghana.gov. It would be like comparing chalk and cheese, or Aboboya and Mercedes-Benz, or Tesla. The third initiative I want to talk about is the revolutionary nationwide e-government network, a digital super information highway. Governance, performance... Let's go by was the Minister of Communications and Digitalization, Esla Wusuekou, for giving us a breakdown of government.gov platform, which she says has accrued a lot to the state in terms of revenue. Well, she mentioned that about 210 billion cities so far since its inception um, has generated revenue to the state and of course went on yeah, that to give us a breakdown as of January She mentioned that over 8 billion cities have been accrued as a result of Ghana.org compared to the e-services platform Well, that's it for the bulletin. I am Pius Kojo Baka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business and the business stories as well Yeah, so the polls um, will come off at 9pm, but in the meantime, the law is next don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.